Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And today we have a fantastic guest. We just got done interviewing her. Yes. She's a big client of Reminder Media. She's a mega She's producer a superstar, yeah. down in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, no, I've been looking forward to this interview for a while now. I've reached out on Instagram. This person is incredible, not only at business, but specifically on this idea of relationships and relationship marketing. And relationship marketing is kind of a buzzword that no one really understands. <laughs> right. But you're going to hear on this interview, how do you actually execute on relationship marketing where you are a top 1% real estate agent doing 149 plus deals, that type of idea. Yeah, the really, actual really powerful. actionable things that yep. you could be doing every single day with those relationships. This week's featured review, oh, I forgot to say, we would love if you take a minute before we get into the interview <laughs> to go shoot us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave us a comment to let us know how we're doing. We will read your reviews on yeah, the show. We, we charted in Romania, if anybody's yeah, wondering. I think it was number 74. That's like 20 countries or 20 yeah. plus countries. So I have no idea charted. how we're charting in these countries, <laughs> but I really, really appreciate it. And it's all because of you guys leaving reviews. Well, this week's featured review comes from another one of our clients. This is from Arlie K. This is on Apple Podcast. They say five stars, perceptive and actionable. We're perceptive, dude. <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't know that I've ever been called perceptive. Definitely not. But perceptive and actionable. Genuinely one of the most insightful podcasts in the sales and marketing space. Stay paid is easy to relate to, packed with valuable information, and always speaks to me right where I'm at. It's an excellent listen. So thank you for leaving that review, Arlie. We really appreciate it. And now let's get into this week's interview. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And today our guest has nearly 30 years of residential sales and marketing experience. Her name is Glenda Baker. She's an award-winning real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia. Glenda has been featured as a real estate expert on the HGTV program designed to sell as well as speaking on several top producer panels and stages throughout her real estate career. As the president and CEO of Glenda Baker and Associates, her list of achievements, including receiving the 2010 Atlanta Board of Realtors Captain of the Industry Award and Lifetime Member of the Million Dollar Club. I'm serious. Ooh. I was going through all the achievements and awards and recognitions and, and involvement that you've been <laughs> been with over your career. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to boil this into a, a bio? But Glenda, welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be with you guys today. Yeah, Glenda, we're super happy to have you on the show. I was mentioning right before we came on the show, for everybody, for the audience listening, Glenda's actually been a longtime client of Josh and I's at Reminder Media. And so super excited for that to kind of dive in and pick her brain on just this whole topic of relationship marketing. But I have been seeing you all over the place from TikTok to Instagram to YouTube. And so, I mean, you are just out there. Your personality is phenomenal. Would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience, kind of share a little bit of your background, your story, what got you into real estate, all these accolades, what led up to today? Wow, Luke, um, that's a lot. That's like a long question to lead into. <laughs> so uh, my name is Glenda Baker. I am a real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have been selling real estate since Jesus was a baby, like forever, it feels like. Um, I actually used to design and manufacture ladies' clothing. 
And uh, I was in that business for a while here in Atlanta. I showed in five major markets five times a year and sold to some big retailers. And that business was just so tough. And my mom had always loved real estate. She worked for a builder here in uh, Atlanta. And she said, Lincoln, why don't you go be a real estate agent? You would be a great real estate agent. I said, oh, I would be a terrible real estate agent because I get car sick. And she said, not when you drive. And I was like, she goes, you could drive people around and show them houses and sell houses. So I went uh, to go get my license and I needed a paycheck. I had a small child and I was going to be an assistant because then that way I would have like a steady paycheck. <laughs> so I went and interviewed with these three ladies and oh my God. I mean, they were soldiers. They were the reload soldiers. I mean, they were just uptight and I mean, just suited up. And I bounced in there and they were like, I mean, we're five minutes in and they're like, leave now. <laughs> I'm, Excuse me? And they're like, you're way too bubbly. We, you could never work for us. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then um, I went and interviewed these two other ladies and they were going to share me as an assistant. And it went great and they loved me and it was fabulous. And they said, they called me the next day and I'm like, Linda, we loved you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I loved y'all too. She's like, we're not going to hire you. And I'm like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, you're not going to be an assistant for long and we don't want to train our competition. Mm. So we, we should do what? And so in the meantime, I had been reading this book, How to Develop a Six-Figure Income in Real Estate. I had called everybody that I knew. I had told them they could either buy a house or sell a house, whichever they wanted to do was fine with me. Wow. So I had five listings coming and um, I went to this broker and I said, Hey, my name's Glenda. I've got five listings. I've taken my class. I'm going to sit for my exam. Would you hire me? And she goes, you have five listings. I'm like, yeah. And she goes, yes, I'll hire you. <laughs> and sure enough, that lady hired me on the spot and I went into the office and this was back a thousand years ago when, um, you know, you waited, like you went down to the university and took the test on a piece of paper with this thing called a pencil. And then, then they waited two weeks and then you got your license. So I was reading my book and I got the first day and it's me and the office manager. Mm. And I'm, Where is everybody? She goes, Oh honey, it's real estate. It's optional. They don't come in until they'll probably in about 11. I'm like, are you serious? Like you don't need to be here at nine o'clock. She's like, Oh no. So sure. I would go in every day at nine o'clock. Like it was a real job. I would read my book. I found the girl who was the number one agent in the office. I moved my cubicle over right outside of her door and listened to everything that girl said with my little glass. And whenever she needed a copy or a flyer or somebody to run something, I did that. And literally, I just shadowed her with un unknowing to her. And that was how I started in September 13th, 1992. And by December, I was agent of the month. That is amazing. How many um, transactions did you guys do last year or volume? Hundred and forty nine. <laughs> There's two yeah. major golden nuggets in there that I want to point out uh, before we get into the the meat of it. One is treating it like a real job. Like you showed up, so many people just do not treat. They treat it like a hobby, and then they get hobby results, right? And then the second thing, which I thought was phenomenal, was you moved your desk next to a top producer. And it's like the number one thing. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You're going to put your own authenticity on it, but you can follow in the footsteps, success leaves clues as Tony Robbins teaches. And so I thought that was a phenomenal golden nugget. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about a little bit, um, because if you follow me on Instagram, which which we do, you have, what, 50,000 followers on Instagram? Um, 
There, there is a lot. Uh, it's very clear that relationships are really important to your business and kind of the way you speak about clients on all of, in all of your different videos. I saw pictures of your clients sharing photos of things that you sent them. Uh, and of course, you use uh, our products here at Reminder Media. So talk a little bit about how has relationship marketing kind of helped to build your business? And then I think when people think about relationship marketing, it's hard to break it down into what you can do in the day to day. What are the tangible things? that you can do to build those relationships ultimately to drive more business? Well, I think that right now, especially in 2021, that people are into this hit it and quit it real estate. And as long as that's where you are, you're a service provider and you're easily replaced. Mm. You're in relationship with somebody. They're not going to, to go away from you. They may use a platform to search, but they're not going to utilize that platform as a trusted resource. And I think that that's where a lot of agents are missing the boat right now is that they are focused on lead generation makes money, but follow-up is what gives you legendary wealth. And so mm-hmm. for me, that's what I'm trying to do. I want, my, I want to be more interested in my people than I'm interesting. So I invest in people and I really go deep with the relationship. So I think that if you... Um, are just very present and very cognizant. I mean, it's 2021. Everybody posts everything on their social media. And if they post on their social media, they want you to know. So it's not even like you're stalking them. But it's somebody's birthday. Somebody's dog died. Somebody's kid graduated from kindergarten. All that stuff, they're posting all of that on social media. And it's an opportunity to move from service provider into relationship. And when you're in relationship with somebody, they're not going to leave you. How do you keep track of all of it? mentioning, you know, what they're posting on social media. You keep it in your head. Are you one of those people that can keep it in your head or do you have a system? It's a beautiful mind. (laughs) I will tell you, I have a system and a process for everything. As archaic as it sounds, I use an Excel spreadsheet. It's super easy for me to make all of my notes. So I make 25 phone calls a day, 10 people that I know, 10 people that I don't know, and five people that I want to know. And I take copious notes after every single phone call. If you talked about going to Italy, if you talked about replacing your deck, if you talked about being a home equity line to replace your windows, I made notes on that. So the next time that I call you, I can ask you about it. Um, So I am super into just being very, very present with my people. So not only am I using social media, but I'm calling them all the time. And we do 40 pop buys a month. Wow. Uh, where we pop by and see people in person. And then, of course, we use your product uh, every other month and we get so much feedback on that. So for us, it's staying in front, staying in top of, staying top of mind and staying in a relationship. I'm not looking for return on investment. I'm looking for return on relationship. I love that. Is, awesome. do you, are you all in? Because we just interviewed Barb Betts. And so she was kind of like, it was all in on her past clients and sphere. She didn't I guess, cold market or or even like geographic farm with postcards. Are you sort of all in on relationships or are you also doing the other types of cold outreach lead gen? So um, I don't do any type of hit it and quit it lead generation. I do geographic farming. I'm really big in my community. My past client SOI, that is my bread and butter. And I do a ton of open houses Mm. and a ton of um, postcards right around anything that we just sold or just listed. Because I think that that's where the gold mine is. When you can, nothing accelerates credibility faster than proof. And when you have that proof of success in the neighborhood, why would you not go ahead and go deep on that? No, I love that so much. In terms of like how often you are reaching out to so those 25 contacts you're making a day, I think I get this question all the time from clients. 
how often should I be in touch with my client? Are you calling them once a quarter? Are you trying to circle them every two months? Where are you at from a talking standpoint? Every 60 days, it's a call text or it's a call text or video text from me. Okay. So I'm like in front of them, like really in front of them. If I have to leave a voicemail, that's fine. If I have to leave a text message, that's fine. If I send a video text, that's fine. If I drive by your house, I take a picture of your house and I say, oh my gosh, the pansies are coming out. The tulips are coming out. I love the front door. I love the wreath. I always, whenever I'm in the neighborhood and I take that picture and send that quick text and just say, I drove by your house and I was thinking about you every time I drive by your house. I think about the first time that we saw it and you fell in love with the curb appeal, the front door, the kitchen, the bathroom, whatever. So I always take them back to a memory um, that they had with me during the home search. What an incredible golden nugget. I have never heard that hack. I got to give you credit. I've never heard that hack of in the neighborhood, driving past their house, snap a picture of it, say I was thinking about you, but make it personal. What The, the tulips yeah. or the reef or taking back to the memory, that's the key. You can't be disingenuous. It's got to be, it's got to yeah. be really, really genuine. When you make those texts and those calls, like what I hear all the time, and I love your advice on it, is like people don't know what to say. Mm. Like they're calling their client Luke, and they don't know what to say because they don't want to just be the real estate agent that's like, how's it going? It's, you know, how's your house treating you? How do you overcome that? How do you, is it just you go right in? Do you have a script? How do you overcome what to say to your clients? Oh my stars, I saw that precious baby. I cannot believe those photos. Those were amazing. Because you posted that on your social media. So obviously you wanted somebody to notice it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, I mean, literally... Every time that you talk to them, you've made a note about the previous conversation. So you always have something to talk to them about. And then for me, what I'm always trying to do is like, let's take Vicky for an example. So I know that Vicky is doing a new deck, new doors and new windows in our house, because that's what we talked about the last time that I spoke with her. So I have the opportunity to talk to her about that again. But I also know that 2440 came on the market on her street. And so when I'm talking to her, I always say, I cannot believe. 2440 came on the market at a million two. I know that you are absolutely loving me since you paid 473. <laughs> yeah, you are an assassin. <laughs> yeah, so, so remember, so it's all about connecting the dots. And I think that that's where real estate agents, they overthink it. They make it too hard. You don't need, I mean, I barely got out of high school. You need to be a college graduate to have a genuine conversation with somebody. You need to be interested in them. Somebody said last night, I got in this little um, clubhouse room last night and this guy goes, oh, well, that's fake bonding. There's nothing fake about the bond that I have with my clients. Mm. That's why they use me over and over again, because it's a genuine interest that I have in them. I'm not trying to be interesting. A lot of agents are trying to be interesting on social media and they're missing the boat. Your client isn't looking for you to be interesting. They're looking for you to be interested in them and inform them and inspire them. And if you can do that with your social media, that is really where you connect with the consumer. Mm, I love that. You are really all in on content creation Uh, because I was looking at, and I don't know if YouTube is recent for you, but it looks like, I mean, you have the Glenda Baker show now. You have the, what is it? All things spice or sugar and spice. Sugar and spice and real estate real estate, yeah, (laughs) advice. You have that going. You have the YouTube shorts going as well. Walk us through kind of your thought process um, because we were watching a bunch of those today and just kind of getting a feel for like, okay, 
what is the thought process here? What are you trying to generate? What are you trying to move it to from a content perspective? Well, I'm trying to capture people on different styles of content because not everybody consumes the same way. I love short form video. I consume massive amounts of of content on um, TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's really my preferred like content con- consumption. So I love short form video, but some people like that long form. But what I found out was that I'm really good in conversation. And so the Glenda show, having that, having a round table, having the sofa, being able to feel like Oprah or Ellen or Jada, really, that was kind of like my wheelhouse. I loved talking to people and being in conversation. That whole looking at the camera thing, that was just like so foreign. It was so weird. I didn't like that. So that's why the Glenda show, the long form is something that I can kind of get into because it's a conversation with people. And then my short form video really started with posts from the Porsche. And that was my Facebook live series. And it was literally just me in the moment. I've been at an inspection. I've been at a new construction walkthrough. Like some agent had made some crazy comment. And I mean, like, oh, you'll love all the kids on the street. And the woman hated children. And I'm just like, you don't know where people are. Like, keep your mouth shut. If you've got to be there to show the house, just go in another room and let me sell because I know my client. So it's the live video is all in the moment. So I have posts from the Porsche, dish from the dining room, live from the living room, opinions from the office. And that's my four series that are live. And I have sugar and spice real estate advice, which is really my TikTok creation, my okay. YouTube shorts. So that is in a style after a guy named Matthew Hussey, who actually offers dating advice. Yep. But love the format of it. And so I was like, oh, I can give real estate advice in this same kind of Frasier radio interview style. And so I really liked that. And I was comfortable doing it because like we tried this other format and I was so bad. Oh my God, y'all. I was so terrible. And I was like, we can't even put this out. But I just kind of figured out what worked for me and I love it. And it's so funny because now I have the glitteratis on TikTok. And so this other agent was like doing a similar style to me. And I know her, she's a good friend of mine. And she told me she was going to do it. And I inspired her and that's great. And and my glitteratis were like hating on her. You stole Glinda's style. So Glinda, we're going to tag Glinda in the comments and let her know that you're stealing her stuff. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like they're protecting me. So I love like my little tribe. But Facebook is the people that know, like, and trust me. Instagram is the people who know of me. Mm. And TikTok is the people who have no idea who I am who just stumble across me. That's true. Have you found with TikTok, because a lot of people, a lot of the naysayers out there will say, why are you spending any time on TikTok? The buyers aren't there, right? The sellers aren't there. I'd love to get your opinion on that. We've had eight people float into the comments. We want to buy a house in Atlanta, Georgia. Will you work with us? $108,000. I am doing that. <laughs> All day long, every day. Oh, sorry. Unreal. No, I love it. No, I love it. Uh, Ed, Ed Stulak, right? Yeah. We've had on the show a couple of times that we're friends with. Uh, he is all over TikTok too. And, and now Instagram reels and stuff like that. But the same, I mean, people would tell him all day long, hey, you're not going to get anything from it. But I think what it is, is that you're going to attract people on the platform that they are interested in, right? It's they are, they're into it. It's their medium of communication. 
and they're going to have a vibe with you that attracts and that's what's going to make them reach out. Do you want a larger presence on social media? Of course you do, because that's where your audience is. Check out Reminder Media's newest product, Branded Posts, specially designed to increase your presence on social media without increasing your effort. Choose from thousands of already written blog posts on topics your clients care about, like real estate, travel, and recipes. And the best part is, these are branded with your photo and contact information and ready to be shared. Plus, every two weeks, we'll send to your list of contacts a personally branded email newsletter filled with recipes, stories, and ideas that they will love to get. Visit ReminderMedia.com posts to see our newest digital product and start dominating your social media. That's ReminderMedia.com posts. Take action on this today. So you're really, really invested. The number one pain point we see from agents that don't invest in their content creation don't invest in relationships is the same common pain point. They can't track the return on investment. So they feel like, oh, I I did this, but I didn't get anything from it. How do you rationalize all this effort that you're putting in from gifting and, and magazines and video content? What is it that allows you to keep going in it where the normal agent is going, not doing it because they don't feel like they're getting return and they want to go spend their money on a lead generation platform? So it's a layering effect. And so I'll give you a great example. So we've just got Nicole and Joe, who were an agent to agent referral. So their mother's an agent in, I don't know, DC or somewhere, Virginia. And so she referred them to me. I get on my buyer consult call with them. And Joe's like, hey, we want you to help us, you know, target a neighborhood. And we watched your TikTok video. We know that it's illegal for you to steer us. So it's a layering effect of credibility. So what happens is, is that there was a celebrity here in Atlanta who bought one who was looking at one of my listings. And he's like, yeah, I saw your story on Instagram about the filming here. I think that I can make my money back by buying. And so it's just a layering effect. You never know where the eyes are going to find you. So it's very important for you to be everywhere in 2021. I mean, you can buy leads, absolutely. But that is literally top of the funnel. And you've got to nurture those people. Oh my God, you've got to nurture them to death. And that's the hit it and quit it. They have no loyalty to you. You haven't proven your value, shown your value to them. That's the first person that's going to leave you. That's the, that's the Match.com guy that texts you. He never takes you for coffee. He never takes you for dinner. All he does is text you. And when the next best thing comes along, he's off to her. Mm. That's exactly what online lead generation is. So for me, I would much rather invest in somebody who's already taken me to dinner because I know that that person is probably not going to run off with the next best thing. I love that. I never used match.com, so I can't. I have, the experience. I oh, I was, I thought you said I have, I was like, Oh really? Okay. Except, but that is such a great, great example uh, of what it is. And then in the long term, this is what the biggest pain point is, is everybody feels they're on the roller coaster. Everybody yeah. feels they're on the hamster wheel. And it's like, of course you're on the hamster wheel because you're chasing business. You haven't built a business that attracts. The only way to build a business that attracts is you have to be frequently out in front of people with valuable pieces of information, giving to them. And then building credibility and trust. I think a key point that you keep coming back to is that, look, you're giving valuable things. You're giving funny TikToks, but you're always layering in that Glenda Baker is the knowledge source when it comes to real estate. Like you're always just layering that in. 
So they like you, they're getting involved with you, they feel they're getting value, but then they see you as an authority. And then when that time comes, they think of you. Absolutely, 100%. And the online lead, that hit it and quit it is the crack cocaine for real estate agents. Because you feel like that when somebody calls you or you make a connection, like it's a hit, like it's a hit. And you keep getting that, but it's so diluted and you got to get so much of it to get to the finish line. Whereas if you just, it's, it makes me crazy because it's the bank that offers the toaster to the new client. Like, why would you not give the new, the toaster to the person who's been with you for 10 years? Mm. So that's what relationship, the investment in relationships is, is me giving the toaster to the people who have been with me for 10 years, not to the new person off the street. Yeah, I love that. We have one of our top salespeople here. And when he shares and he presents, he gives this analogy. He basically goes, imagine you have a pizza. And he goes, and what you're doing right now is you have this pizza and you have all your clients that have supported you, loved you, given business to you. And you take 80% of the pizza and you go give it to people that have never talked to you, never done anything for you. And you give one slice of the pizza and you divvy it up to all the people that have actually supported you. And it's such a powerful visual of like, yeah, you would never do that. You would always take care of the people. But for some reason in business, it's always like, I got to get to the next thing. What have you done for me lately? It's always where I think people fall down. I have an interesting question for you because you're super successful. And I'd love to kind of hear what's the pain point that Glenda Baker faces at this level? Like what's keeping you, like, where's your goal that you're trying to hit and how are you processing what's keeping you from that goal? So for me, I always think that there's not enough of me. Um, like the demands on my time are a lot um, and I'm a time blocker. So I try and be really, really efficient with my time, but everybody wants a piece. So from buyers and sellers who want a piece, and actually this sounds terrible. I have only missed one listing appointment, one appointment ever in my life. And that was wow. probably 15 years ago. And yesterday I had a listing appointment at four o'clock and I had it on my calendar for today at four o'clock. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, and the guy's like, Hey, aren't you supposed to be here? And I, I couldn't believe it. So like, I'm such a maniac about time blocking, but so many people want a piece of my time. Mm. And so I think that right now that's probably my biggest pain point because I really like to pour into my team. And a lot of people say, Oh, she did 149 deals. She's got 40 people. No, I did 149 deals with three people. That's unbelievable. Three women, me, Elizabeth and Evelyn. There's another, there's a guy in my market and he did 449 transactions with 74 people. To me, that's not good math. I'm here to build, you know, legacy wealth for the people that work with me. And I'm here to pour into those people. So I really want to spend my time with my team and the people that invest in me, my clients. So I really have just got to be better at that. But that's probably my biggest pain point now is there's just, I feel like there's not enough of me to go around. But I'm working on getting better at that. I love that. I love hearing that. Just because I think always when you get on shows like this and you're hearing successful people, you're always talking about what they've done, but yeah. they're also still driven with goals in front of them that they're trying to work out. And just like you, whether it's figuring out your referrals and your touch points that Glenda's already figured out and still obviously always improving, but everybody has their challenge that they're trying to accomplish. I'm curious for the audience, like um, you said you use Excel right? To keep track of your client calls. Do you use like a CRM system or anything like that? Do you have something or is it purely just Excel? 
it's purely just Excel. You like, are amazing. <laughs> I know. And I will tell you, I have used every single CRM on the market. It doesn't matter from top producer to follow-up boss and everything in between. I've used the easiest, most complicated, the most expensive, and the least expensive. And I will tell you, number one, I hate being tethered to something by <laughs> subscription. Number two, I can't find anything that holds all of the data the way I want to see it. Hmm. And so for me, that was what was critical because when I'm on the phone with Chan Vicky, I want to be able to look at that spreadsheet. I want to have had those notes. So I can literally cut that cell out. I can text it or email it to myself. So when I'm on the phone with my 25 phone calls, I have something to talk about. I've already reviewed all the notes. And the thing about it is, it's like when I have a party, so if you RSVP for the party, I've already gone through your social media. I've already made notes about what I'm going to talk to you about. I've also made notes about who else is coming to the party that I can connect you with. So you're not just at the party with me. You then are at the party with Steph and Joy. And you're then at the party with Shay and Vicky and Larry and Catherine because you've all been to Italy. So for me, I don't want people to come to a party or come to an event. And they're just like, oh, well, if I'm not talking to Glenda, I don't really have anything else to connect her. So I connect everybody and it's just easier for me to do. And maybe that's because I'm old, but it works for me. And I don't have to pay anybody to keep it. And I like that. Well, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> what I take away from that is the, the concept of, look, the best system is the system you use. Yeah. And I'm not saying yeah. that Excel is the best system. There's obviously tons of great systems. The best system is the, the system you use. And it teaches you that, look, if you're right now making an excuse for yourself, because you think you got to find the system that's going to implement the nice nurture campaign for you or the time. That's not what's holding you back. What's holding you back is the execution. What's holding you back is getting on the phone with your clients, actually talking to them. I mean, you mentioned, I, I even, we didn't even talk, talk about this, but 40 Popeyes a month, 40 Popeyes a month. And we just skimmed over that. I mean, that alone is more activity than most people are doing in probably a year with their clients. And that's really what's going to generate the results. I've been on this kind of pet peeve lately myself. I was talking to an agent down in Florida and the guy, basically, it was sad hearing him and not because of um, he's a bad person, but all the heart, all the effort, but was not talking to people. Mm. He literally was sending emails, writing letters. And I'm just like, you got to pick up the phone. You got to go out there and talk to people. Everybody knows real estate's a contact sport. You got to get out there and shake hands, kiss babies, or you're going to have no success. And I think if there's a huge takeaway for people is listen to the amount of activity. You are doing massive action. Like Grant Cardone always teaches, hey, first thing you got to do is take massive action. You're taking massive action in your touch points, in your relationships, and you're doing it on a tool like Excel, which I'm sure you're an Excel wizard uh, by yeah. now. But I think it's a, a really, really impressive and powerful thing for people to understand what's holding you back is you, not your systems. So we ask this to everybody who comes on the show, um, especially we want to hear because Josh and I are really into self-development. What are the routines that people have implemented in their life to drive success for you? Do you have any routines that you stick to that have really driven success for you? Uh, well, I'm an extremely regimented person. Some people might say I would be rigid, which I would totally disagree with. But I get up at the same time every single day. I start my day at six o'clock. I take in um, positive content before I do anything, before I even get out of the bed. I always want to, 
I have a um, motivational quote that I look at. And the first thing that I think about is how am I going to inspire, impact, and inform people today? Mm-hmm. Who am I? I can just do one person. I can just touch one person in each of those arenas. Then my day is complete. Um, and then I eat breakfast the same way. I eat the same. I would be the easiest person to kill. I do a team huddle with my team. I'm on the phone with them every single day. We talk through any struggles that they may have. So we talk through struggles. What is their goal and what's going to keep them from their goal? And how can I help them achieve their goal every single day? And then I close out the evening with my team as well to make sure that they reached their goal. And was there anything that they needed or any discouragement that they felt that I can get rid of before they go to bed? Because I don't ever want them to go home to their family and feel beaten up or discouraged. I want to take that away from them. And I feel like if you vent, you get it out. Wow. Um, as a leader, that's an opportunity for you to lead. That's awesome. I've never heard anyone describe their routine as making it easy for someone to kill. <laughs> there we go. That's a new, new way to look at routine. Crazy. Whatever restaurant I go to, I would do the same, same exact thing every single time. <laughs> I have prepared meals delivered to me. You know um, what you like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for me, time is really, really important and to be efficient with that time. So I know what my routine is. I have I time block every single thing. That's why it threw me to miss that appointment yesterday. But my appointment was at four and I was at their house by 532. And I listed that house and literally it'll be shoot, like shooting fish in a barrel. But one thing that I didn't tell you that I love, and this is a little sound bite, is, um, is conversion happens in conversation. That's why I love to be in conversation with people mm. because that's when conversion happens. Oh, that is awesome. So the last question we always ask everybody is knowing what you know now, kind of looking at your success and, and where you're at in your career, what would you go back and tell young Glenda, maybe right before you started your real estate career? Uh, I would say buy everything that you could and hold it. If there's <laughs> any one thing that I could have done differently in my career, I would have started buying real estate earlier. I would have never, ever sold it because once you sell it, it stops making money for you. Mm. And as long as you hold it, it's um, monthly income for you. So I, I, I always thought like, I love to buy, fix up and sell just because I love that creative process. Um, but now what I kind of focus on is buying, fixing up and holding Airbnbs that I can furnish. So I have that design element in there. And then I use it as gap housing for my clients when I sell their house and they don't have another house to go to. It's just another layer of wow. um, value. Table. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's yeah. great. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Glenda. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Oh, my stars and stripes. I'm the most unanonymous person in the world. My name is Glenda Baker, G-L-E-N-N-D-A, Baker, B-A-K-E-R. And if you just Google me, you will find all of my social media. It's all Glenda Baker. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. And thank you so much for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get those links that Glenda mentioned. We'll link to all of her different uh, social media accounts that we talked about. Got the TikTok, got the Instagram, got your website, got got your YouTube YouTube channel. We'll have all of those links uh, in the show notes for this episode over at staypaidpodcast.com. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's only two ways we ask you to do that. The first is head on over to Apple Podcast, leave a five-star review along with a comment to let us know what you thought of this episode. And the best way to help out the show is to tell a friend, share this episode on your social media. Someone in your life is listening to this and needs to hear Glenda's story and what she's doing each and every day to drive the relationships in her business. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com and you can find us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast on Instagram, 
and Facebook. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acree. And guys, what an incredible interview. I've been looking forward to this interview and it did not disappoint. I would encourage you, go back and listen. There's so many little golden nuggets that you can apply. Josh and I's passion behind this podcast is to give you actionable tips. So we want to give you the principles, but we want you to take action to get actionable tips to execute in your business. Here's your action item on this episode is get out there and reach out and do Glenda's 25 calls and do her methodology. Who can you inspire today? Who can you impact today? Who can you inform today? Because if you make those 25 calls and the 10 people you know, the 10 people you don't know, the five people you want to know, that's going to be the difference maker. When you do that every single day, the cumulative effect of that on your business is going to be huge. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single business that Josh and I have worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 